This is the CCOH podcast brought to you by Community Church of Hudson, located in Hudson, Iowa. Join us in our conversations with any questions or thoughts by submitting them to podcast at ccohonline.org. For more information about Community Church of Hudson, please visit our website at www.ccohonline.org. Hey, thanks again, everybody, once uh, again for joining us here on the CCOH podcast. Uh, I'm Pastor Dustin here along with Pastor Chip. And uh, again, today's kind of a, a cool day that we, uh, we get to hang out with you and again, just talk more podcast stuff and talk on the Jacob series. Um, you know, we're, we're going to tell you, we're going to talk about Jacob's dream. And uh, so it, it's going to be fun, you know, so, uh, but let, let's put it this way here first. Let's, let's put this out in the forefront. If you have any questions about today's podcast after you listen to us or any other podcast previously. If you have any thoughts or comments that you would love to just share with us uh, here on the CCOH podcast, or you'd like to maybe hear Pastor Dustin sing one little tune or whatever for Jacob's Dream. Uh, We were doing an inside joke before recording here talking about uh, Aerosmith's Dream On. Uh, If you want want me to sing Dream On, uh, just email us all. <laughs> any any thoughts or questions that you may have or just wanting to hear du- Pastor Dustin sing Dream On, email us at podcast at ccohonline.org and we'd love to hear anything that you have to uh, say to us and speak to us and help drive our conversations uh, here on that. Again, we are talking, uh, continuing in our sermon series on the Jacob wrestling with God. Uh, and again, today we're, we're, we're dreaming. We're, I, I said originally we we're California dreaming, but... Um, <laughs> Jacob was not in California. Let's just put it there. So, but we are going to talk about a, a dream today here in, in Genesis 28, uh, 10 and onward. Uh, so I'm going to let Pastor Chip kind of give just a little bit of a summary here. Uh, and then, you know, we'll kind of go forward from uh, with our conversation that way too. So Pastor Chip, let, let's just give a, a, our, our listeners a rundown of just a, a snippet of, of Jacob's dream. And, you know, we'll, we'll delve in from conversation there. So let's go to it. Well, yeah, and we'll pick the story up with kind of a journey that Jacob's on. But actually, before we jump into the story, I think we kind of need to let some of the folks who aren't maybe who listen and maybe aren't connected with Community Church. Uh, today's kind of a, a bittersweet day as the podcast goes and, and really kind of in the life of our church as uh, yesterday was was your and, and your wife Megan's last day with us. Yeah. Um, we've known for a little bit of time this was coming now. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, we haven't talked about it on here. But, you know, it's bittersweet in the fact that, you know, we're losing a, a friend and, and somebody who's been uh, a great asset to the ministry here at the church. But kind of sweet and exciting for you guys. Thank uh, you. As to what God has opened the doors and what's what's on store for you guys mm-hmm. next. Um really coming up here pretty quick. Your turnaround is going to be going to be really quick here. But so maybe just take a couple seconds before we jump in and and talk about Jacob and his story. Just kind of talk about what the next thing that God's open for you is. Well, sure. And and, and actually, let me let me kind of say it this way, too. Uh, I'm not fully leaving, you know, here, the CCOH podcast. Um, Pastor Chip and I had talked, you know, so anytime that you hear any of the introductory stuff or even the outro stuff, uh, saying, hey, welcome to the CCOH podcast. 
That's my voice that you hear. So I'm not fully leaving there. You know, uh, Pastor Fair Chip enough. is going to take all the middle stuff uh, and I'll just still do the ins and outs of that. And you'll just still hear my voice and you might cry or, you know, anything like that. But um, to answer your true question, yes, uh, I was actually asked uh, to be a part of another church in uh, southwest Michigan in Kalamazoo, uh, Southridge Reformed Church uh, as their discipleship director. And again, it's just basically helping our adults, you know, figure out some life, you know, there, uh, and just doing small groups, uh, even for first time visitors, you know, how can we really, you know, just impress that upon them? Uh, and, and also how can we press the gospel upon them as a whole church itself? So that's, that's part of the, the job right there. And that's, uh, what, what I'll be, we'll be doing and we'll be going home closer to family and friends. And, but again, you know, this is not merely a, you know, goodbye forever. This is just a mere see you later. And, you know, we're still going to be friends, as, as it's noted. And, of course, with the advent of cell phones and computers and technology like this that you hear and see every day, we're still going to be connected in, in whatever ways possible. So Absolutely. that's that's what that's what's going on from there. Pastor Chip. No, I appreciate that. That's that's exciting. It's you know, again, it's it's bittersweet always is when there's transition in life. And, uh, you know, but. Uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes sets us up well that there's various seasons in life. And so mm-hmm. we're grateful uh, for what you have done here. And we're excited for what God's going to do in your lives as we head forward. And, and, you know, we may have to do one by phone and interview on you on here in a few months and see, <laughs> see what the transitions. If I, ha- uh, if I have to call in, I might have to call you in to figure out how to do the phone recording yeah, that way too. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, it'll it'll tweak our, our podcast a little bit. We're still committed to do it. We'll still I'll still record and still kind of talk about the sermons and the messages. But uh, you might just see a little different format. We've got uh, I've got some ideas as as to maybe doing a different one that comes out on a different day that may just cover more of a streamlined topic idea. And then also just some interviews with some friends in ministry and some some people. So if you listen, stay in stay in tune. We're not going away. Uh, keep sharing it. Keep letting people know we're excited about what the future holds. Uh, again, not only for Dustin, but us here at Community Church and what what uh, next is for us. And there's a whole lot of we believe God has next. We just don't know when his timing will show up. And that fits in with Jacob a little bit. Yep. Um, when we pick up with Jacob in chapter 28, we're just after the deception of Isaac by really Rebecca and Jacob, Isaac's wife, Rebecca. Uh, Jacob's mom. Mm -hmm. And right after that happened, we didn't really talk about it a lot last week, but right after that happened, Esau kind of covets within his own heart that he's going to, or not covet, commits covenants within his own heart that he's going to exact his revenge once Isaac passes away. And ultimately his scheme is to kill Jacob. And so right before, uh, where we're picking up in verse 10, we actually see Rebecca once again kind of hears about that plan and comes up with a new plan based on the idea of trying to get Isaac, or excuse me, Jacob, a wife. And so she ultimately schemes again and deceives Isaac and gets Isaac to send Jacob away. So that's where we pick up in verse 10 is that Isaac is on this journey. Now, if, you're, if you've been in church a long time or you've been around, you've heard the idea of Jacob's Ladder, the, you know, the, there's a movie 
I have no idea what the movie's about. I just know it exists um, under the same title. And so that you've, you've, you're familiar with, at least on a level, this story. But there's a lot of things, and, and kind of what I'll, I said in my introduction yesterday was this account, as we intersect with Jacob again at this point in his life, really gives us an interesting thing because we learn a little bit more about Rebecca, that she's something of a deceiver. We learn a little bit more about Jacob, and then we actually learn some things about God or see some things about God that, that are exemplified other places, but we see them at work here. And so Jacob's journey, ultimately when he has this dream, he hasn't arrived yet. He's kind of interrupted on his plan and his purpose. And I think one of the big ideas for this week's talk was just simply that, that, um, you know, sometimes we think, you know, sometimes we have a plan or we've planned out our journey, mm -hmm. but God's got a very different reason for the journey that we're on. And we don't always know it when we set out on it. But if we're paying attention, we can intersect with what God's plan is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'll just go on this and say, too, <laughs> coming to Iowa originally, and, and I know this is a little bit more of the, the bittersweet, you know, selfish moment. So bear with me. You know, selfishly, you know, when people think of Iowa coming to Iowa first, and this is my this was my thought whenever I was first hired here is like Iowa, like who goes to Iowa? Um, you know, but again, in the two years I've been here, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned, uh, you know, especially from the people. And it's just like, you know, God's, God's impeccable timing and his plan is, is ultimately so much better than our own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just have to remember that, you know, even if you do say Iowa, what the heck? Um, and again, I'm kind of quoting field of dreams a little bit too, but, um, but again, we look at Jacob's dream here. So he's, He's basically, you know, beep bopping on on the road, mm -hmm. and you know, he he's, it says here, and I'm just going to kind of read a little portion of it. Uh, he came to a place, uh, verse eleven. He said he came to a certain place. He stayed there at night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head to lay down in place to sleep. And then he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and at the top it reached heaven. Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Um, I think another portion, another song we could have taught, put on here was Stairway to Heaven <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. But first off, if you've slept under a rock, you know, or on top of a rock, this is, this is the verse to really read and, and, and to think like, wow, why, why would you use a, a rock as your pillow? But uh, you kind of get it since there was no feather pillows back in the day. But I, I think, it, I think it's interesting to look at, you know, especially in verse 12 and then even going into 13, of the imagery that, mm -hmm. that's coming into play here with Jacob's ladder. So maybe, I mean, let's touch on the imagery of the ladder itself, what Jacob saw, how he saw it, you know, and, and maybe just some of the, the literals and the meanings of, you know, what Jacob is seeing in this dream. Well, I think, I think the, the imagery that he saw was idea of this ladder. Now ladder is the word that gets in, interpreted uh, for us in scripture, but it could also be staircase you know we we don't know for sure but the, either word would be an appropriate interpretation of the original point is there's something that people go up and down on mm -hmm. that he saw and what he saw were the angels ascending and descending what's interesting to me is i was uh, and i don't remember the the original word off the top of my head but as i was studying for this where it says in verse 13 and behold the lord stood above it and said i am the lord the god of abraham your father the god of isaac 
uh, and goes on, which we'll talk about in a second, there is actually argument among commentators that how that could have been interpreted as well. It could have, it could mean that he was actually standing with him, not above looking at this. So he was on earth with Jacob in this dream, viewing the happenings, not in heaven looking above. The reason that's important is it gives the idea that God's involved, mm-hmm. you know, that he's not this distant God sitting up in heaven somewhere watching these things happen at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's an important reality that, that we see it elsewhere in scripture, but this is one of those places that we can certainly see the, the identification of God with mm-hmm. man that, you know, clearly he plays out in the new Testament by the sending of a son. But it's interesting that he sees this and he sees this up and down. And I think, I think what God is saying is really just that, that there is a connection to eternity in our lives, mm-hmm. that there's not this disconnect of, um, you know, our life down here is one thing and then someday our life will be up there or, you know, with God. I think there's a reality and we talk about it. We've talked about it in previous series for sure. The already, not yet, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we already, those of us who are followers of Christ already are adopted into sonship with Christ and therefore eternity is at our hands, not now, not just future. Um, so that's really the, the setting of the lessons that Jacob begins to learn through this dream and through the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, again, we kind of touched on this last week too, um, even through the scheming of getting the blessing from, uh, uh, yeah, Isaac had to get my, a lot of names. Yeah. A lot, (laughs) a lot of old Testament names that you have to remember sometimes. Um, but you know, the fact that, you know, we got the blessing from Isaac last week, in this one, we kind of get a little bit of a blessing in itself and in all, as we talked about, an encounter with God. So it, from uh, verses 13 onward, uh, again, uh, actually, excuse me, 14 and 15, here's here's what uh, God is saying to, to Jacob in this dream. He says, your offspring, verse 14, your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, all the families of the earth be blessed, and behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever I am, or or excuse me, let me read that again. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until what I have done and what I have promised you. So let's talk about this promise here, Yeah, because if I was Jacob in this dream, I'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? So obviously now we kind of know a little bit, but mm-hmm. let's kind of dig a little deeper just for Jacob's sake. If Jacob's listening, <laughs> Jacob, hear this out, take notes and, and what's going on. But let, let's, let's, let's delve into, you know, what Jacob may be thinking in this case and also what God is really trying to, to impose into Jacob. Well, I think what we see here is interesting because what God does initially is he, reaffirms the promise he had made to Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Initially, Abraham, he kind of reaffirmed it among all three of them. The text escaped me right now. But mm-hmm. initially with Abraham, the promise was, you will be the father of many nations, and through you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Now, to your point, we have come to understand that means through Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, the sending of Christ through the Abraham of course. Uh, lineage, 
ultimately that's the blessing. Up until then, I'm not sure they understood what that really meant. Um, so what we see here is when Jacob is in the midst of this dream, what we see is we see God actually reaffirm the promise he had made to his forefathers, but include him in it. So he's reaffirming it, but it's not just for them. He's actually including him into it so that now he is a part of this promise, which if you fast forward again to the New Testament, when the message of God was revealed to be not only for the Jew, but for the Gentile, Mm -hmm. it includes us into that original promise. So there's there's a similarity that we are now also, we being those who come to know Christ, are also included in the promise, but there's an addition to the promise. So you you read it in verse 15. It says, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So we talked briefly about them. We talked about each one yesterday a little bit more, so I won't dig into them, but I'll touch briefly on them. There's three more promises, if you will, that are added to, to Jacob right here. Uh, we see the promise of, of presence. I'll be with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the promise of protection. I will keep you. And then we see the promise, promise of permanence because, you know, every good pastor has to have an alliteration. <laughs> but I will not leave you until I've done what I said. So, again, it's not a removal of the previous covenant. It's not a changing of the previous covenant it's an inclusion of jacob and an extension of the of the promise so you know as we talked a little bit about yesterday those are now extended to us and we have the promise of of god's presence protection and and permanence in our own lives Mm -hmm. absolutely so uh continuing on then with 16 and then 17 um jacob finally wakes from his uh, nightmarish, but not nightmarish dream. <laughs> He's thinking, man, what just literally happened to me? I knew I shouldn't have slept on this rock as a pillow. Um, but then he, he again, and, and keep on going in 18 and onward. So he, he looks at this place now as, as an actually that it's not, it wasn't nightmarish. It was actually more of a, a place that is now considered as holy. And now it's considered as, as, as a place where, you know, people should, recognize that God really encountered mm-hmm. me here. Um, so let's maybe, maybe continue on that and, you know, and, and to see what, what the holiness of God, you know, and his message, you know, even the blessing as you, as you had mentioned already, what that has done for not only for Jacob to, to this place, but even for us continuing in our own lives as well today. It's interesting that we actually see, <clears throat> Another lesson from Jacob in a, trying to think of the right word, out of the position of his heart. So if you look at verses 16 and 17, he says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none, there, this is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So he actually understands how great God is, but he assigns uh, worship, I don't know another word right now, to the place. 
So, and that's true throughout history and in, in mm-hmm. the Old Testament, especially places carry significance for people. So it's not out of culture. It's not out of norm for him. So I don't want to beat him up for that. But what we see when you jump down to verse 20, you know, 18 to 19, he builds pillars and, and names it Bethel, and, which means house of God. But then verse 20, we see, then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I, I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I can come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. It's interesting if you read that, what Jacob is trying to do is worship God under his control. So it's an if-then statement. You know, if God proves himself, then he'll be my God. And so it's an interesting thing that in that couple of verses, what we're seeing is Jacob is trying to still hold on control to his life and to the plan that God has for him. And I think sometimes we do the same thing that, you know, we, when we come to worship God, we want to be in control of how that works. Mm. Um, we want to, you know, it's about our preferences. It's about our style. It's about who, you know, when we come to actually worship God, we're, we may be more worshiping the surroundings than we are the God of the surroundings. And that's what we kind of see in just those few verses is that Jacob wakes from this dream and begins to worship the surroundings of God versus the God of the surroundings. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to hold control, but I don't want to crush him because then he says, and this stone, the one he had his head on, which I have set up for, for a pillar shall be God's house and all that you give me, I will give a full 10th to you. So in the midst of this control thing, he promises commitment and he actually engages in a two-way promise that I will give and I will be blessed, you know, I will bless back what you've blessed me with. Now we're going to actually skip this part of the story in our series, but if you went on and read in 29, when, when they sent him out, backing up to 28 for a second, mm-hmm. when they sent him out on this journey, they thought it was a few days, month or so at, at best, depending on how God worked things out. But it ends up being about 20 years. That he's on this journey, because Rip, Rip Van Winkle. No, because of the, <laughs> not the not the dream, the journey that he's on. We don't know how long the dream was, yeah. but but if you remember his story of of uh, he sees Rachel promises to work for seven years for mm-hmm. her, then is deceived because the father slips Leah in there because she's the older one. Then he promises another seven years. So that's 14 years. And there's a gap where he stays before he leaves. So it's nearly 20 years before he returns in this Mm -hmm. promise. But in the midst of that 20 years, which I did hit a little bit on yesterday, of difficulty and it not going the way he thought, he's prospered in that. He gets possessions. He gets wealth. And all of a sudden, here he is blessed in the midst of his journey. Mm -hmm. That was not what he thought it would be. So... His promise of a tenth of everything I have was not a ultimately an empty promise. It was it was pretty significant. And you know, in our own lives, as as this we try and unpack what this means for us, is it's pretty easy to commit to serving God when you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. But the more you obtain, the harder it becomes mm-hmm. because you have more. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's just take 
tithing, for instance, if you're a kid and 15 years old and you make a hundred bucks a month, you know, doing odd ends and ends jobs. Nowadays, teenagers make some good money if they find a job. But, you know, if you're doing the odds and end mowing or the odd and end babysitting or whatever, and you've got a hundred bucks just to use around numbers, a $10 offering to God or tithe to God isn't that painful. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a hundred thousand or a million someday in your life and you're trying to tithe on that, mm-hmm. those checks are a little more difficult to, to scratch out. Mm-hmm. So... When when Jacob makes this promise and he understands ultimately who God is, now we, I'll get too far ahead, but if you want to read ahead, chapter 35, we actually see the other instance where God engages with him. That's the wrestling. So we see this bookend of God's engagement in the story of, of Jacob here. And it's really kind of cool how it plays out. But I think the biggest lesson for us in this in this portion of scripture uh, is the understanding that we are now a part of the promises that God made and the commitment is a both-and commitment. I mm-hmm. think sometimes we we want God to be the giver without us reciprocating our obedience and our trust and our surrender to Him. Sure. No, absolutely. So, again, with all this said, we've, we've covered a lot, even in Jacob's dream. Um I know you could challenge us to go home and go sleep and dream all you want, because um, who doesn't like sleep anyway? But the the here's the matter that that I'd like to get us to here. You know, there's always a challenge. You know that again, we always conclude this, our time here on the CCOH podcast with with the challenge that was that was presented in the sermons, and we want to make sure our people know what that challenge is, so that they can take that into their world and uh, just see how how God can work through them. So with that said, other than sleeping and dreaming as a challenge, what what's a challenge that we could take away from what God has done to Jacob? What is what is a challenge that we can take away from Jacob uh, in building, continuing not only to build the kingdom of God, but to build his family and continuing to bless and, and prosper uh, with the offspring that he, God has laid before him? And even looking at that, What's a what's one way we can help somebody just dream and be challenged by this verse as well? You know, I think our challenge is probably not too dissimilar to Jacob's, and that is that the the piece that Jacob misunderstands in his commitment back to God is the whole if then. That you know, the missing piece is God is worthy, period. Not God is worthy if. And so I think the challenge for us is as we come to worship, now that can mean whatever, whether it's gathering on a Sunday in your worship gathering, whether it's spending time alone at home or in the car singing or whatever you do to glorify and and provide adoration to God, that's what worship is. But the worship isn't, the worship is not dependent on what God does. It's dependent on who God is. And for most of us, we still tend to struggle with that separation. Yeah. We tend to struggle with the, the, the trappings of worship being what we ultimately identify with versus the object of our worship is who we're trying to identify with. Um, and that's not to say there, you know, 
I understand the desire if you're in church and you're a worship gathering, you want good and you want, you know, all of that. But it's about pressing down our desires and saying, what is God trying, what is God worthy of from me? What is God trying to speak to me? Um, so I think that's probably the biggest challenge that we see. And then just the realization and the living in the promises that God has given us uh, through his word. Good deal. And I mean, you know, here's here's another final little thing we'll say here too. Um, each morning, a Sunday morning speaking, when we're, we're leading and preparing for worship, we practice our songs and then, you know, we, we come together as a team, pastors, uh, worship team, tech team, whoever else wants to join in. We gather around and what we what we all say to one another is not only just be encouraged by what God is going to speak to us, but we also all pray that when you walk through these doors that God is going to speak to you in whatever capacity possible. Uh, it could be through a song. It could be through Pastor Chip's message. It could be even just a simple action of either the greeters and giving you a smile and shaking your hand, mm-hmm. welcoming you and saying hello, or Quite frankly, it could be somewhere not on that list that I just mentioned. Uh, but that's a challenge that you know we continually press upon as a team here to make sure that God, you know, God is made known and famous for you to be blessed by uh, in every every way possible. Well, you know, the longer I'm at this, the the more I understand what we get out of our gatherings together with other believers isn't limited by our position of heart and mind, but it is enhanced by our position of heart and mind. God is able, the Holy Spirit is able to break through anything. Mm -hmm. But the more we come with an expectation, with a open heart to hear, to receive, to be used, all, et cetera, the more able, although that's the wrong word, the more likely, I'll use that word, the more likely it is that the Holy Spirit will meet us there. Mm-hmm. Now, again, he's able to knock down any wall we put up in front of that. If he needs to communicate something, he will. Mm-hmm. But I think the more, I think our position of, of heart and of mind have a lot to do with what we're going to get out of our time together. Um, so I think those are things to remember is, is, as best we can, the preparation for what God has to say to us on a Sunday doesn't start when the first, when the you know timer hits zero and we're greeted. Mm-hmm. The preparation for what God has to speak to us hopefully starts sooner even than this, but mm-hmm. really starts on our way to church as we get our heart and mind organized and wrapped around what do you want to do for me today? What do you want to speak to me yeah. today? What do you want to press in on me today? What do you want to change about me today? You know, what do you, how do you want to use me today? All of those are actually vessels that are able to be used. Um, somebody said this image years ago and I thought it was corny, but it works. It'd be like if you were trying to do a, a job around the house and needed a specific tool and you went to pick up that tool to use it and the tool bit you or fought back at you or, you know, wouldn't let you pick it up or refused to be used in the way it was meant to be used. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, we'd go find a tool that was willing to be used. Again, it's horrible. It's cheesy. But it works because that's really what we're doing when we come to the house of God to gather and worship. 
is we are ultimately trying to position our hearts and minds to say, you are worthy. It's about who you are. Help me to know you better and use me going forward as you have planned. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we see that in Jacob's journey. And I think that's the struggle that we all wrestle with from time to time. And and speaking of wrestling, before I have to sell my wrestling tickets here for uh, the the final final message of this series, give us a 30-second snapshot of Jacob's wrestle with God. Um, you know, because that, that in itself, I think is going to bring the culmination of all the other, uh, portions of Jacob's life that we've just read, but give us a 30 second snapshot of what's, what's going to happen in that message. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that, that experience of wrestling with an angel or God or, you know, whoever it really was, but here was the point of the whole story and the big, big idea for, for next week is you can't have an experience with God and walk away the same. It's just impossible. And we'll talk more about that next week. Ah, so we're going to leave you hanging a little bit. So for the final time, this is Pastor Dustin. Pastor Chip's going to be back next week. Uh, But again, we're signing off on the CCOH podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great, great time. And and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been the CCOH Podcast, brought to you by Community Church of Hudson, located in Hudson, Iowa. You can subscribe to our podcast at www.ccohonline.org podcast for the latest episodes and conversations we have about sermon messages and topics in our world today. If there are any questions that were not mentioned in this recording, please contact us by email at podcast at ccohonline.org. Join us next week as we continue our conversations.